Our topic is, is today is God from the book of First John chapter five, verse eighteen to twenty. It is. It reads, "We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him." We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Father, I want to thank you for this word. We thank you even for the preacher. Father, bless us. May this word nourish us. Father, give utterance to your servant Lillian as she preaches the word of my King of glory. Give us ears of understanding, Lord. May your help come through for her and for us also who get this message so that it builds us and strengthens us in our work with Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Welcome, Lillian. Come and preach to God's people. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Alison. Good evening to you all, wherever you are. Uh, Good evening. Yes. Uh, Once again, I'm Lydia Natkunda. Um, For those who don't know me, I put a blessed nalongo in the bracket. I was blessed with five children at a go, quintuplets. It is a testimony that glorifies the Lord. Amen. It is a testimony that glorifies the Lord. They are all fine. They are two years and a half and they are healthy. God has protected them. So when you see blessed Nalongo, that's what it means. Uh, I want to thank God so much for this evening that I've been privileged to preach the word of God to you. The word of God to you. Alson has read for us the, the scriptures for today. And that is in First John chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. I will not read it again because of the time. But since she has already done that, I had underlined three things. And that is, the evil one does not touch him who is in God. Number two, the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Number three, us who are in the Lord, he is our true God and eternal life. Those are the three key words I underlined. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you once again. May you take the stage. Take the stage, Lord. We started as three people. Now I see we are 15. Father, quicken the steps of those that are on the way. And Father, I lift my lips before you. Speak through me, Lord, and open the ears of the servants of God, that they may hear this word, O God. Let them not hear my voice, but let them hear your word, King of glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So once again, who are we in Christ? We have been in a mission week, and God has spoken to us. He has rebuked us. He has reminded us of who we are from the ages of creation. But for us to understand critically who are we, we've been seeing the three parts. This is the last part of who are we in Christ. We started on Friday, Saturday, now today is the last part. And I'm privileged to be the last one to finish this and even the mission week ends today. So as we share God's word today, God has put some words on my heart to share with you. 
let's contextualize this topic. Let's reflect back to the first John, to the letters John was writing to us. The first letter, the second letter, the third, the first chapter of the first letter, second chapter up to the fifth. And I have highlighted a few verses, which I'm not going to read because of time still, but keep writing them. Chapter one, verse one. I highlighted from verse one up to nine, I highlighted the first verse, which is verse five. God is light, in him there is no darkness. Another verse I highlighted is verse six. Uh, Susan, Susan, kindly unmute, kindly mute. We take note of verse 5, which says God is light and in him there is no darkness. I'm paraphrasing them. Verse 6, if we say we fellowship with him, yet we live in darkness, we lie. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and there is no truth in us. Verse 9, we conf- if we confess, he's faithful and just. He, he is f- if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. Those are the critical verses I noted in chapter one. Let's run to chapter three and we note verse one. See the king of the kind of love God has given unto us to be called his children. That is why the world doesn't know us. The second verse is verse eight of chapter three. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. We saw how the devil tempted Eve and Adam and they had to eat of the forbidden fruit. So the devil has been sinning from the beginning. We saw how he was uh, driven out of heaven in Revelation. So he's a sinner by nature. And this verse continues and says, the reason why the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That is verse 8 of chapter 3. Let's proceed to First John again, chapter 4, verse 4. That is the only scripture, I, uh, the only verse I noted in chapter 4. We are from God and we have overcome because he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. And this is a very common scripture where people use and in deliverance, in praying to God. But we are going to look at this. Are we surely aware that we are overcomers? And if we are overcomers, how do we overcome this devil? How do we really, really confirm that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world? Okay. So now I've taken you through these different scriptures. So now, therefore, who are we in Christ? I have four points. One, we saw chapter one, first uh, John chapter three, verse one. We are born of God, therefore we are children of the Lord. I want us to know we are children of God. All of us, we are children of God. Number two, we are the light not darkness. This one, we've seen it in First John chapter 1, verse 5. Number three, we are forgiven sinners. 
we saw that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and he's just. First uh, John verse, chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. He's a faithful father. He forgives us. Therefore, in him, we are forgiven sinners. There is no way anyone should come before God and you feel you're righteous, you're everything, you're done. You have nothing. You have no stain in you. I hope you remember in Isaiah chapter 59, the Bible says that, my ears are not deaf, not to listen to your prayers. My hand is not too short, not to save you. But it is your sins that have separated me from you. Therefore, as you come before the Lord, come before the Lord as a sinner. Don't come before God and say, no, God, me, I was baptized, I'm born again. And you, you're bragging before the Lord. No, you need to go under his hand of mercy and repent and repent. We are forgiven sinners in him. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. Number four, we are overcomers. And this is what uh, most people would want to hear. We are overcomers in Christ. We are overcomers because he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Hmm? And that is in First John chapter 4, verse 4. We saw it there. But now... Surely, if I say that the call is done, if I say that I've finished preaching today, I will send you as excited born again Christians who are saying, yes, we are overcomers, but now what next? Hmm? You don't just overcome this ruler of the world. This ruler of the world is a schema. He's a schema. So you must be fully prepared to fight him. If you go back to the scripture for today, in First John chapter 5, verse 19, the Bible has told us that we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Aren't we living in the world? I, I hope none of us is in the Mars and the heavens up there. We are all here on the, in the world. We walk on the roads. Therefore, the devil is around. And this devil is roaming like a lion looking for someone to devour. So how are we prepared to be overcomers? We've seen who we are in Christ. But now, how do we overcome this? How do we become all these good things? My friends, there is a price to pay. I know Jesus died on the cross and he paid the price. It is finished. But friends, there is something we need to do as the vessels of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So let's go back again to John. First John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Dear children of the Lord, dear overcomers, dear forgiven saints, do not love the world because everything in the world is for the devil. But still we have to live in the world. So how do we manage this? Let's proceed. Verse 16. For everything in the world, the last of the flesh, and I pray you mark that in your minds, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Is someone saying something, Alison? No, continue. Okay, so we are on verse 16 of chapter 2. 
first john verse 17 the world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of the lord lives forever we are all moving together we are all children of the lord so now how do we live in this world, which is evil, yet we must live. It's where we live, it's where we stay, our children are here, the jobs are here. How do we manage this world, which is evil, which has a ruler who is certain roaming around like a lion, looking for someone to devour? We will not say, God, Jesus, come back and take us. Before No, we must be here to serve his purpose. Let's see verse 28. What does it say? Now, dear children, Continue. I'm reading ESV version, ESV. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, he may be confident and, and that you may be, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. Friends, as children of the Lord, we need to remain working out our salvation with fear and trembling so that when the day of the Lord truly comes, we will not hide around. You will not. I remember uh, it is uh, James, I think, who took us through the, the disciples in the, uh, something like that. He preached about the lamps, the, the oil and the lamp. Hmm? Do we have the oil, lamps and the oil, the word of the Lord unto our feet? Okay. Now let's proceed. Therefore, we've now looked at how we are children of the Lord, how we need to live in the world. Yet we have the body, the, the Bible says that the things I want to do, I don't do them. But the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing them. What a wicked world we live in. These bodies, they are ours, but at times they, 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 they don't listen to the word of the Lord and you also allow them to lead you astray. We are human. Someone says we are human and, and you find there is no Christ in us, meaning the ruler of the world is leading us. Now, let's proceed and see how do we become overcomers. Let's reflect on Romans chapter 12, verse 1 up to 2. The Bible says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God, that this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And in this scripture, I, I highlighted five words. One, living sacrifice. Two, holy. Three, pleasing to God. Four, true and proper worship and the patterns of this world. So how do we fight against this flesh? How do we fight against this devil, the ruler, the owner of the world, so that we become children of the Lord, so that we become overcomers, so that we are forgiven each day we come before the Lord? Living sacrifice. It's what I want us to go with today. Let's proceed. And we've seen also true worship. Maybe you think that worshiping God 
starts when a worship leader comes and starts to to get a microphone then she starts say oh church worship the lord no worship begins from you even at your home even before you come to church even you going to church is a sign of worship as you drive that car to the church are you worshiping the lord it is unfortunate that when we are in church you find a, a worship leader struggling saying oh clap your hands oh wave to the lord and you find there are people just worship clapping hands looking around and yet they are worshiping them then you wonder you like really do these people know they are in the house of the lord but where does all this begin have we offered our lives as living sacrifices before the lord when we offer our lives to christ everything god has given to us it does not begin really when someone gets a microphone and worships and leads a song no 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 it begins from deep within us everywhere you are you should be worshiping the lord you should be worshiping the lord you find someone leading a song of i give myself to you so you and someone is singing it but they don't even mean it meaning they are just saying words they are not worshiping so i want us to reflect on what a living sacrifice to god is and what kind of worship god wants us to have to, to give to him because we've seen who we are in him if you have to overcome there must be some things we do hmm? i look forward to time when we will come to church and there are no microphones there is no instrument they are there yes but we won't use them there is no instrument to be played the worship team maybe is not there and we just worship the lord you just reflect on who god is in your life and you just worship the lord i remember on good friday we worship it was an over it was an evening for worship and we worship the lord i got an opportunity to have an encounter with the lord and the spirit of the lord was too too unimaginable i was drawn in the presence of the lord the spirit of the lord took over me because i said i remember even my husband had traveled to the village for a party then i remained home with the children and i said god let me go and worship you i forgot that the children at home you know we get lost in the children people get worried of everything and when you reach in the presence of the lord you come with all burdens and when they are singing and worshiping the lord you're reflecting on oh god made what is she doing how is my son how is my daughter and then the spirit of the lord passes and visits someone who is crying before him so i pray that don't wait for sunday don't wait for this evening prayer meetings i pray that your home altar becomes a worship you worship the lord your office you don't need to put on music as you work but your reflections your thoughts let them worship the lord so that we are able to be overcomers let's look at isaiah chapter 66 we are more, those who are joining we are looking at who we are in christ we've seen we are children of the lord we've seen we are overcomers we've seen um what else let me run back let me go up we've seen we are overcomers we've seen we are the light yes and we are forgiven in the lord so now 
we looked at Romans chapter 12 of living sacrifice before the Lord because that's what we can offer to God for other things to come. The Bible says that seek first the kingdom of God and the rest shall be added unto you. Friends, you cannot seek the Lord first before your rent comes when you've not given yourself as a sacrifice to the Lord. And I, I pray you don't think I'm meaning about tithing, uh, giving to God offerings. No, you yourself as a sacrifice before the Lord and say, God, even when I've not paid rent, can I go and worship you? I know that you've paid the rent for the last 20 years. Maybe someone has rented for 10 years. And God has been paying. But only one month when you'd left for three days, you cry and say, God, you've forgotten me. No. Let's remember that God is faithful and we are overcomers in him because he who is in the world is below who is in us. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't know he's having a... Hakiza, Hakiza, kindly mute. Uh, we said, let's look at... Let's look at Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66 tells us that the Lord says, this is what the Lord says, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where is my resting place? Friends, when I read this scripture, every time I read this, let me first finish the verse to maybe he has has he not has not my hand made all these things declares the lord these are the ones i look on to humble and contrite in spirit those who tremble at my word if heaven is the throne of god and the earth is his footstool Friends, even though you build a mansion, if there is no God, let me stop there. But can God have a resting place? Can God have a resting place in our hearts? If God has a resting place in our hearts, it means we will take him everywhere. We will take him in our homes. We will take him everywhere we go. But if we only say, if I come to church, if I'm online, the rest of the week, ah, I don't mind. If Sunday is done, then the rest, I don't mind. But if you allow your heart to be the footstool of Jesus, because let me tell you, God created everything we saw in Genesis this whole week. Hmm? If God is to be the foot, if, if your heart is to be the footstool of Christ, do you remember where we said that the flesh, those who live according to the flesh, they can't be the children of the Lord. Therefore, our hearts must be purified each day, each day. Look at your heart. Look at the things that are, you're struggling with, the flesh that you're struggling with, the worldly desires. Hmm? See how to invite the spirit of the Lord in your heart so that the Lord will find a resting place in your heart. Unfortunately, these days we see very beautiful churches, beautiful mansions as churches, but I don't know if God looks from heaven and really can he find hearts that are pure or we focus on building buildings for the Lord, but our hearts are not built for Christ. Okay. And these days we are in the era where people come to church, 
maybe someone has gotten like 10 million they say maybe let me take 1 million to reverend florence and she prays for me and after reverend florence has prayed for someone they go and get lost for three months saying ah, ah reverend florence is praying for me and maybe God gives you the grace and his mercies on each and every day. You get another breakthrough. Then come back after four months and say, oh, oh, Reverend Florence prayed for me. And you bring another money. But when your body is not in Christ, when your life is not in Christ, let me tell you, you will not be an overcomer. You will not be an overcomer. The devil will fight you because you're not seeking the Lord as a sacrifice. You are not a sacrifice before the Lord. Hmm? So friends, God is more interested in our individual relationship with him than anything else. When you have totally given your life to Christ, including your job, your business, your money, your wife, the children, everything, I'm telling you, no amount of thing you will fail to give to God if he asks for it. Do you remember in Psalms 24, the earth and its fullness God created? So for you, if you're running to give God money, if you're running to give God cows, gods, and what, when your heart is not with him, I'm telling you, you will not be an overcomer. And remember the mission we have on earth as Christians is eternal life. We are working towards eternal life. Therefore, everything you do, let it glorify the Lord. When, you're, when God is done working on you, let glory go back to him. Wherever God has put you, preach the word of God. Be a vessel. Be a sacrifice. Let people say, hey, this lady can really, she has given her all to serve the Lord. I'm also preaching to myself, friends. Okay? So, First John, let's go back to First John, chapter 5, verse 18. Those born of God, keep, God keeps them. The evil one can't harm them. I'm telling you, if we are not in Christ as sacrifices, if we don't hide ourselves under the hand of the Lord, the devil will, will take us. The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you have not surrendered everything to the Lord, the devil can have a way to attack you. But when your entire life, the body, the soul, from the head to the toe, you have offered your life to Christ. God will be confident. You will be confident in the Lord that indeed you are an overcomer. And you will refer to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 17. Have you put on the full armor of God? Have you, full, have you dressed fully? You remember the soldiers, they must dress fully else they will be attacked. Hmm? I know you will be attacked. Be sure the attacks will be there. But you must be dressed fully to go in battle. In Psalm 35, the Bible says, Oh, God, arise and contend with those who contend with me. Don't go and sleep and say, I have overcome. Today, no longer preached, we are overcomers. No, you will overcome. But when you're fighting with, when God is fighting for you because you've hidden your life under Him. Amen. Okay, let's proceed. We also can look at Psalms 51, verse 16 to 17. The Bible says, the Lord does not delight in sacrifice. I would bring it, you would not take pleasure in it. My sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you, know, you do not despise. So, uh, David was telling God, 
God does not delight in those sacrifices. Yes, he wants them. He wants them. Hmm? But you remember where Samuel was told, Saul was told, go and kill all the people, everyone, everyone. For him, he saved some man. He brought him. And God says, no, 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 no. Obedience is better than sacrifice. This sacrifice I'm talking about, don't confuse it with the other one. Hmm? I'm talking about ourselves to be sacrifices first, not these offerings. You hear someone is saying, ah, me, I serve in ministry, I'm in intercession, I'm sacrificing my life to God. You're doing a job, you're doing ministry. But do you know that your life might not be in Christ? It is possible. We've seen people, I'm in worship because they have nice voices, they can sing. And by God's grace, the presence of the Lord comes because God always wants to save his people. He wants to be amidst his people. But when your name is not known in heaven, I, I forget the scripture, but you know it when I say it. You reach in heaven and say, God, I preached here. I healed the sick. God says, no, 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 I don't know you. I've forgotten the scripture. Your name is not in the book of life, but yet you're here on earth. You're being used of God because God must save his people, those who are crying unto him. So let's remember to fast off ourselves, ourselves, be a born again, be a born again in your home. Before you go to church, how is your home? How is your family? At your workplace, are you born again? Some people are born again only at church. When you ask the friends at church, they say, ah, Lillian is a born again. When you come to my home, my brothers will even bishop they'll be like, this drunkard. You say she's a born again. So we must challenge ourselves and reflect again and say, God, use us, break us, break us. So each day as a child of God, come before the Lord with brokenness. King David had committed adultery. This is a man who was after God's heart. The little shepherd, the, the man who killed Goriath, the celebrated king, after he had committed adultery. Remember, we said that God is faithful and just he forgives us. But how do you come before him? King David in Psalms 51, he comes with brokenness and he says, oh God, do not cast me away from your presence. That is, I'm telling you, you cannot break before the Lord until you say, God, there's no one else who will help me if you don't. Some of you come before the Lord full of yourselves. You think you have, maybe you have a good background. Everything has been fine. You've never struggled with fees. You've never struggled with tuition. You're now married. The wedding was very beautiful. You got children instantly. You already have a home. So when you hear Lillian preaching brokenness, you say, oh God, Lillian, everything God has given me. I'm now just uh, swaying around waiting for, no, no. I'm telling you, when God has been good to you like that, that's when you should even be more broken before him. Because he who has given you, you need him to sustain it. Else the devil will steal it. I have seen people when God blesses us with children. Some hey, my children, my children, you own them, you own them. You, you, you even hear people bribing to, to take children to these big schools when God wants you to take them to other schools. But because you feel everything has been because of a, family, a good background, maybe your parents had money and, and you think 
and you think everything is about maybe money, everything was fine, it was a straight line. No, we need to be broken before the Lord. We need to be broken before the Lord. And we wait upon the Lord. I want us to reflect on jo- in John, the, uh, the jo- jo- John, the, the John chapter 20, verse 1 up to 18, only th- two verses. You remember when Jesus was uh, at the resurrection. Hmm? We see Mary and other disciples run to the tomb to see whether Jesus is there or risen or what. And we see when Mary reached and the tomb, the clothes where Jesus' body was laid, they were just on, on top. The linen was just on top. But now we see verse 11. Mary Magdalene stood outside weeping, weeping. She cried. She cried and said, oh God, where is my savior? And verse 12, two angels came to her. Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord. I don't know where he is. Verse 14, as she turned around, she saw Jesus. But I've not told you the upper verses where the disciples went back home. Verse 10, when the disciples looked and Jesus was nowhere for them, they went back home. But Mary remained weeping. She was broken. She said, God, she cried unto God. Maybe you are there. You've waited for God. And you were tired. Maybe you have a sick kid who has been sick in hospital in and out. And you've given up. Insurance has expired. Money on the insurance card has been exhausted. You've sold property and there's nothing. You're saying, let me take this kid back home. I've given up. No. Don't go back home. Go before the Lord and break. Break before the Lord and say, God, if you don't help me, no one else will help me. Many of us, I'm telling you, like I've told you these five children God blessed us with. Hmm? I went before the Lord and said, God, if you do not help us and take care of these children, we will not manage. And we've seen the hand of the Lord. We've seen the hand of the Lord. Hmm? As I conclude, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 21, this was not part of the, uh, the, the topic, but it is part of the sermon. Verse 21, keep yourselves from idols. What are idols? Many of us are, we are Christians, but we are idol worshippers. You find you don't need to go to the shrine, but you, you have an idol in your home. Maybe it is your job. This is an idol. Oh, my job. You praise the job and you forget the God who gave it to you. Hmm? There is a lady who told me, hey, Lillian, how do you manage maids? And I told her, me, I pray and I say, God, have your way. And I've seen God chase. There is a maid who came to my house. She slept there. Two nights I prayed. My spirit was restless. And God chased her away. She woke up, stole someone's money, one of my maid's money. She went away and I said, God, now this one has stolen money. God rebuked me and said, Lydia, if she didn't steal this money to run out of the house, how should I have chased her away? Because she's not supposed to look after my children. So this lady was telling me, Mimi, I can't have a maid look after my children. She's like, no, it must be my sister who is around. Friends, these are idols. Have you heard of fathers who rape their own children? If you think maids are bad, haven't you had sisters who take away your husbands? So let's not trust in 
Jeremiah says that cast is the man who has hope in a fellow man. Let's be a sacrifice before the Lord. Let's offer ourselves as sacrifices and seek the Lord and seek the Lord. Hmm? So pray for everything. Surrender everything to the Lord. Everything, everything to the Lord. Let's not be idol worshippers, yet we should worship the Lord. Hmm? I'm happy every time God humbles down for this testimony he gave no five children. And I've shared it to many. Many ask me, you woman, did you sleep? How are you managing? Do you work? Some woman asked me seven questions instantly. Before I would answer, she asked, how do you manage? Where do you get money? How don't they get sick? Didn't you run mad? Then she stopped there. I said, relax. The God who gave them to me is taking them, taking care of them because they are not mine. They are his. And God said, Lillian, these children will bring glory to my name. And they've glorified him. I have seen women who had miscarriages. They, when they hear this testimony, they are encouraged. I had a friend who had lost over seven children. But we stood on this testimony and said, God, you are the one who preserved the pregnancy of five children. How can you can preserve a pregnancy of one baby, of two babies, of three babies, of four babies? And I cannot worship these children. No. They are not mine, they are for God. I worship the God who gave them to me. I pray wherever you are, you say hallelujah to the Lord. So break those idols that you have in your heart so that you become a child of God, so that you become an overcomer. Every time you broke God's hand, every time you own everything God has given you, you break God's hand. When you remove that hand, when you say, God, I've given you this husband, when you say, God, I've given you my wife, I've given you the children, I've given you the job, take over my family, take over the resources. I'm telling you, you will worship the Lord. When God says, bring this one million for ACP, you will not even say, now this was for saving. I had already saved it. God will say, no, because this is my money. One time someone was asking me, Lillian, these issues of tithe. Eh? And some minister, they are, it is not, I'm not backbiting, but I'm encouraging us. It is a testimony. I said, my friend, you're not alone. One time I had a problem with tithe, but God rebuked me and said, Lillian, if you feel your salary is enough to build your house, to look after you, to do everything you need, remain with your money. Friends, I cried before the Lord and I said, forgive me. I said, forgive me for being a robber because we are robbers. Every time you hide the tithe from the Lord, you are a robber. But I've seen the hand of the Lord provide for my family. Friends, wherever you are, as I finish, as I finish reflecting your life, what have you made an idol? <laughs> when God calls you for ministry, then you become proud. You should even become more broken and say, God, how could you use a vessel like me? When God called Moses in Exodus chapter 3, God said, Moses said, me, I go before Pharaoh. How? A man who stammers. How can I go before Pharaoh? Moses was broken before the Lord. I was fearing to join intercession because I said, God, 
Who am I to serve in intercession? You're praying for people you don't know. You're casting out demons you don't know. You're dealing with issues you don't know, foundations you don't know. But I'm telling you, God rebuked me and called me on this altar in my home where I am right now and said, Lydia, and I've called you and you will serve me. Women are crying and women are waiting for you. Let me tell you, God has given me women I'm praying with. I'm not proud. I'm humbled. I'm like, God, who am I? Why are you using me a sinner? You know we come before the Lord and you say, no, me, I'm righteous. Me, I'm holy. It is all finished. I do everything for God. I have no sin in me. No. When God calls you, you must be more careful because his eyes on you. Even the devil is eyes on you because the devil rules the world. Finally, Psalms 50 as sacrifices before the Lord. What should we do? What should we do? Psalms chapter 15, verse 5, the Bible says, Gather my saints together, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heaven shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Hear, O my people, I will speak, O Israel, I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices, O thy burnt sacrifice offerings, to have been continually before me. I will take no bark. It continues. Hmm? And the Bible says, the cattle's on the healer for the Lord. So you see that God created everything. He gave it to you. So he wants it even when you give it to him, when you've not given your heart to him. It is in vain, friends. First offer yourself as a living sacrifice to the Lord. Then the body will be tamed. The feelings of the body, the last of the body will be dealt with when you offer your body as a living sacrifice to the Lord. The Holy Spirit will have his way to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to finish. I want to finish and hand over to Alson. We are children of the Lord, we are overcomers, we are forgiven, and we are the light of the world, in the Lord, in the Lord. So I want to thank God for giving me this opportunity to speak to us. As I was preaching, I was preaching to myself, may the Lord give us the grace to be sacrifices before him. The people who will break before him. You put your titles down. Me, at times when I'm in the presence of the Lord, friends, I tell you, I don't want to mind. Whether who is before me, whether who is looking at me, I don't care. I will look at the cross of Christ. I will look at that God who sustained the pregnancy of five children up to nine months, who has sustained them with good health. May you look at what God has given to you. May you look at his preservation. May you look at the what he has done in your life on the cross he died for us that we may have eternal life john 3 16 he gave us his only son that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life shall not perish so you are overcomers in christ may the lord bless you amen amen thank you so much billian mm, friends let's Join hands and we, we receive this word. Father, one, thank you and bless your holy name. We give you all the honor. Thank you for your word that has been preached with clarity. Lord, thank you that it has touched us, oh my King of glory. May this word build us, strengthen us, throw more light on us. 
that as we go out to face the rough world, Father, it will be a weapon. It will be a weapon that helps us to overcome the obstacles, that help us to walk through the rough ways of my King of glory. May this word strengthen us, even as disciples. May it build us so that others see from us, others see what we are going through, like the testimony that Blessed Nalong was talking about. It is a testimony that strengthens people, that lifts up the, 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 the weak-hearted, that strengthens those who have gone through suffering. Lord, let this word be us. Let this word help us. Let this word guide us. For you said, it is the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, according to Psalms 119, 105. We give you all the glory and the honor. For this world is you yourself, Lord. As you come to us through the word, may this word continue to guide us. In Jesus' name I pray. Friends, I want to take this opportunity to thank Lillian. Lillian, the Lord bless you. The Lord protect you. The Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord continue to strengthen you that you always go with that might to preach his word to the people. May nations submit to the Lord because of the word that you preach. May the Lord bless your family, bless your husband, bless the children, that there will be a light that when your family shines, people will see and they will see the glory of God and come to the Lord for those who don't know God. May this see your testimony and come to the Lord and tarry in his presence. May those who are weak hear of your testimony and hear the way you preach that they will turn to the Lord. We give you all the glory and the honor, Lord, for your servant as she goes out, go with her. We pour more oil on her, more anointing on her, that everywhere she goes, her mouth will be sharper than any reservoir to bring out your word with a lot of power that it helps to change the world. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, I pray. Amen.